Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com. From St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. I was also kind of um, unsure about that term at first. Taiwan, in a more political sense, is like a kind of ambiguous country currently. See, all those pages where Lily was thinking about this is not my school and this is not my fireflies, I feel like that's a bit of me. I guess, I guess Lily is me. Lily is you. <laughs> <laughs> where I'm just always thinking all these things in my head but never saying it out loud. This is a universal experience after all. I'm Elaine Cha. Kids have a well-earned reputation for honesty. Their candor makes for comedy, often in the same moment with a bit of ouch, too. But listen closely, and a child's quietness can reveal even more about what they get, especially about stuff that's supposed to be too complex for them. In the case of Lily, the main character of the illustrated kid's book, This Is Not My Home, not saying much when her family moves back to Taiwan to care for her elderly ama says a whole lot. Here to talk about Lily, the book they co-created, and Meanings of Home, we have Vivian Chang, a student at Washington University finishing a degree in economics. Hello. Hi, Elaine. <laughs> and Eugenia Yeo, a Washington University alum now working as a junior designer at Chronicle Books. Hello, Elaine. Welcome to you both. Vivian, tell us what inspired this book and when did you begin work on it? Yeah, so it was the height of the pandemic in October 2020. And at the time, Eugenia was taking a gap year, actually. She was studying art, and art and school don't really mix well, especially visual art at the time. And she was a little bit bored, I would say. And she asked me, what should I do on my gap year? And Eugenia, her dream was always to be a picture book author and illustrator. And I just thought, well, I never really like did anything or anything related to picture books in general. And I thought, well, what is a better chance than to like write a picture book right now. And so we just decided one day to just be at a Panera and just write our picture book. And this idea really came out of this, our love for Taiwan. We met in a Taiwanese club at WashU, Washington University. And so we both really wanted to write a love story to Taiwan. But the story didn't really come into fruition until um, we were talking about our friends' experiences, about how we had a lot of friends who moved from the U.S. or Canada to Taiwan, and how they didn't really like it at first. And it was very unfathomable to us. How do you not like Taiwan. And so, yeah, we decided to want to write about their experiences of how they decided to like Taiwan, like how they found Taiwan as home over time. Mm -hmm. Now, the main character, as we said, her name is Lily. Eugenia, tell us a little bit about Lily. How old is she? Where was she born? Yeah, so when I drew Lily, I inspired it loosely off my friend Claire, who moved back when she's in third grade. So Lily in my heart is a third grader. I think that's a really hard time to transition. You're from a uh, like the little kid slot to an upper grade in a way. Um, but yeah. Oh, sorry, what's the other question? Oh, it was about where she was born oh. and yeah. 
Um, so the, f- the first bit of the story was modeled after my suburban neighborhood in Orange County, but we like to think Lily is anywhere um, in America, just a really relatable character. And the home that you said at the beginning is um, Orange County, and I, I recognized it immediately, <laughs> having come from there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Really? Um, I mean, I moved here from Los Angeles. I'm not from L.A. <laughs> um, I've, I have been all sorts of places. Um, but it was really interesting to to open it up and even before reading the first page of the story to have that kind of connection to it, although I am not Taiwanese. So it, that was really, um, it was interesting. Yeah. I'm uh, sure, I'm yeah, sure the palm trees must have been really familiar in that landscape then. Definitely. And the, the way the houses looked as yes. well. Now, a term that is used now, uh, that is being used to describe this is not my home thematically is reverse immigration. So Vivian, you touched on that a little bit, but it um, it kind of stuck with me because something about reverse feels off because it suggests regression, right? Which th- mm. feeds into a narrative about moving west as a sign of progress mm. or some broadly cherished dream. But what I read and feel in the story is not that at all. Can yeah. can you two talk about that? You know, did you have conversations about that specific term, reverse immigration, either with each other or other people as you were writing this book? I think that's an interesting idea of using like reverse as a synonym to regression. I think if um, I guess I had to change up the narrative a little bit more, I would say that reverse can be a synonym to unusual like immigration. I think a lot of times we only, especially in popular media, we only hear about stories where it goes from, you know, Asia or Europe and people move to the US. It's kind of they're chasing after the American dream in a way. But I think that I, what we wanted to portray in this story is that, you know, the dream is not just here. There's also a lot of many beautiful places around the world. You can also move back to Taiwan or other places in Asia and Europe as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, reverse maybe when we, I was also kind of um, unsure about that term at first, but I feel like it is maybe told from the American lens and because we're following Lily for her, it feels like a reverse of maybe what her classmates are usually used to. Mm -hmm. And part of the reason I had asked about Lily and where she was born, Mm -hmm. because if she was born there, she too is returning in a way that her Mm -hmm. mother is. Mm -hmm. But if she was not born there, it's not a return. So that that was part of the the motivation for kind of um, plumbing that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now, there are details in this book that I loved, partly because I could relate to them. So the the squat toilet. <laughs> um, I visited Korea for the very first time um, oh. after my first year in college. Okay, um, that was 1995, <laughs> and then when I was there in 2015, there are still squat toilets around. They make a lot more sense. <laughs> uh, that's another conversation entirely. <laughs> and then also um, the Buddhist temple. Mm-hmm. And I grew up um, Buddhist, not in Korea, but in, in Canada. Oh. So there was some resonance there. Um, and then just like the school lunch. Um, I won't yes. describe what it is so that people can, can discover it themselves. And then the speech bubbles. So these are details with great specificity mm-hmm. for me, yet I can see how broadly relatable they can be just in the ordinariness and the everydayness of them. Um, how much were you thinking, Eugenia, about 
the specific and the universal as you approached those and other visual details in the book? Yeah, so when we first wrote um, this book, we were like, oh, what are the things that we love about Taiwan, some things we hate? And so we wanted to include a whole picture of everything. So these experiences are definitely pulled from personal um, times I went back with my family. My mom read the book for the really first time, um, actually a week ago. She didn't know I was working on it for so long. And I was like, Mom, just keep reading because every time she'd pause at a picture and she'd be like, oh, that's us on the motorcycle, like me and your sister and your little brother riding through Taiwan. And I thought that was really sweet. But definitely getting at the specificity of things, um, I feel like resonated with the audience a lot. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's mm-hmm. just so much of it is so close to heart, uh, like me in Chinese school, being overwhelmed by the speech bubbles. Yeah, and those speech bubbles. So uh, Vivian, can you describe this speech bubble so people can visualize it? Yeah, so essentially throughout the book, we have these like bright pink, pastel-y pink speech bubbles that Eugenia actually hand wrote the words inside of what Lily says. And this is actually really interesting because throughout the book, she thinks a lot about like, oh, she doesn't think that this is my school. She doesn't think that this is her friend, Jill. But the only thing she actually ever says is, this is not my home. And we want this to be very clear for the audience that there's a distinction that, you know, although she thinks about so many different ideas, the only thing that she really sort of resonates or like says out loud for people to understand and hear is, this is not my home. Mm -hmm. The other thing I noticed was that she says, what? (laughs) She also (laughs) says, what? (laughs) In, In response to the mother breaking the news that they are moving back to Taiwan. And they're doing that for a very specific reason. Also, there's some resonance there. Eugenia, why are they moving back? They're taking uh, care of their ama back at home, and I think it really helps with that sort of intergenerational story where we have the mother-daughter bond from two generations. Mm -hmm. Vivian, how about for you? Yeah, I agree with what Eugenia said. I think it's just like the idea of that there are family and there are parts of your life and your culture back in Taiwan. And that that is also a missing piece that you also need to take care of of, as well. Mm -hmm. Now, Lily, uh, as you had said, Eugenia, is based on um, a friend named Claire, Mm -hmm. who in third grade moved back to Taiwan. How much, though, of Lily is in each of you. So how much of Lily is in you? So much. Like, from the bangs, you can tell. Eugenia is Lily. (laughs) Vivian's Lily as well. No, Vivian is Jill. Eugenia is Lily. (laughs) I think Vivian's a bit of Lily because the entire time I was drawing her, um, I was just drawing Vivian's face. She would pose in front of me. She would make these exaggerated expressions. And I think Vivian is someone who feels very emotionally and very passionately about things. So every time Lily is feeling very passionately, it's based on Vivian. (laughs) That's very nice of you to say. I don't know, I would like to think I'm more of like the friend that Lily leaves behind because she's like, what about me? But I think that Eugenia does resonate a lot with Lily's story. I think that Eugenia, especially, and Lily as well in the book, has a way of sort of talking about, or like uh, having these like mother and daughter experiences, maybe at first that, you know, Lily doesn't, is not really willing to share with her mother, like the exact reasons for mm-hmm. why she's feeling a certain way. But at the end, they come together. It's kind of like Eugenia and her mother as well. <laughs> <laughs> so we are speaking with Eugenia Yo and Vivian Chang, who are co-authors and illustrators of This Is Not My Home, a kid's picture book published just last month. Now, on the part about the mother, because I, I did read in your bio, Vivian, that you came to the States 
with your parents. You were born in Taiwan? No, I was uh, actually born in the U.S. My parents oh, immigrated to the U.S. from Taiwan. They did. Okay, so you were born and raised here then. Yes. Was there then for each of you a piece of Lily's mother in you as well? Yeah, I think when I think about how my parents moved here from Taiwan, it makes me realize that my mom and my dad, this was not English was not their first language. They didn't understand the culture of America, and it must have been really difficult to find this place as home. But now that they've been here for 30, 40 years, they've lived in America longer than they lived in Taiwan. Mm -hmm. But still, they consider Taiwan as home. And so I think it's just an interesting concept to explore. Mm -hmm. And then for your part, Eugenia? Yeah, my parents also moved from Taiwan um, to America. They were from Taichung, and then um, they also had a really hard time adapting. My mom told me back when she was in college, she missed home so much. She made her own soup every day, because she couldn't stand a cafeteria of food. <laughs> so I just kind of can't really imagine all her experience until I kind of inserted myself in Lily and seen what she had to go through. And has the process of writing this book, so in, in trying to describe what you've done together. I use the word duo because there are not a lot of words in this book. It, clearly, it is, it's, an illustrated, um, it's an illustrated work. But how did you go about creating this together? Yeah, I think this book was born out of just me and Eugenia's random conversations. We were best friends when we were before we wrote this book. We're still best friends to today. So it was really born out of like us wanting to hang out together. This was just one of our conversations that we had that we turned to reality. So every time when we were writing this book, we were it all began with just different kind of conversations. How do you actually portray this specific idea, the nuances in this idea? And I think that's mainly how we work together through just Con friends having conversations. Uh -huh. yeah, I like to say Vivian is everything I'm not, so I definitely wouldn't have even gotten here without her. Like, we were just talking on the way here. It's like, oh, Vivian is doing all the talking and Eugenia is doing all the coloring. Eugenia is doing all the coloring. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is why I'm asking you some questions, Eugenia. I want to make sure that you're, you're both contributing here to the conversation. So I did go to... Um, a reading that you did for really little kids. Yeah, thank you for coming. And uh, I, I went with my son. Um, he's a little bit older than the, I think, the target audience. <laughs> but one of the really interesting things that um, a child said was, you know, what is Taiwan? Is it a state? So, I mean, to what extent were you anticipating those kinds of responses when you were writing this book, Eugenia? Yeah, I think um, really first when we were even conceptualizing what to write about, we knew we wanted to write a book about Taiwan. And um, the story kind of followed after there. So I feel like just bringing a bit of Taiwanese culture to the general audience is something that we're really, really proud of. But also when I showed this book to my mom, she was a bit hesitant. She's like, I'm not sure if this will be published. Like, I don't know if anyone would be interested in Taiwan. Mm. Um, so it means so, so much to have this out in the world and for little kids to see. Yeah, yeah. Vivian, how about you? The, the way that the kids responded, yeah. um, those questions, what do you think of those questions? I think they're fairly typical. Taiwan, in a more political sense, is like a kind of ambiguous country currently in the mm -hmm. world and in politics in general. And I think we want to shed light on like this culture as well, but also to kind of share that yes, like the main character is Taiwanese. Yes, she moves to Taiwan. You don't necessarily, but you don't necessarily need to know what Taiwan is in order to enjoy the story. This is a universal experience after all. Mm -hmm. How are people responding to the book? So Eugenia, you, you talked about your mother, as far as audiences go, 
this is a it's a kid's book. It is a kid's book. <laughs> who's who is responding in it in what ways? Yeah, actually, I feel like our best responses has has been the kids, of course, but has also been the parents. There was this one event that we did in our book launch back in Berkeley, California. I want to share the story with you. There was a mother who brought her little daughter there and her daughter actually dressed up as Lily. And her mom told us that they're actually moving back to Taiwan in six months. Her daughter was like four months old. Oh. And it was uh, she saw she said she saw her daughter in Lily. And I just thought that was so sweet. And while we were reading the book, the mom was actually starting to cry in the book. And she started hugging her daughter close up. Her daughter didn't exactly know what was going on. But the way the mom cried made me want to cry as well. And I just thought that, wow, like, I'm really glad we wrote a book that touched adults as well. Mm -hmm. And even now, like, remembering that the spread and when the mother speaks to Lily and apologizes to her, that was very resonant for me. Eugenia, your website describes you as, quote, good at drawing, okay at talking, <laughs> and, quote, quiet most of the time, but can be loud on rare <laughs> occasions. As you were illustrating this book, was there a page or a spread, either with or without words, that you wanted to be both quiet and loud at the same time? I think if I was uh, going to say, I would say all those pages where Lily was thinking about this is not my school and this is not my fireflies. I feel like that's a bit of me. I guess I guess Lily is me. Lily is you. <laughs> <laughs> where I'm just always thinking all these things in my head but never saying it out loud because I don't want to maybe uh, burden someone or like let them know how I'm truly feeling. So every single time she's just so upset and thinking about things, um, I feel like it's a bit of quiet and loud at the same time. Mm-hmm. And what were the bits that you put in for, uh, for laughs? <laughs> I think the most notable one is at first Lily is really sad that she misses her friend Jill in America and then she goes to a temple and she sees Buddha and then she's like that's definitely not Jill so I think that was a funny part yeah. was there something else for you Eugenia I think the squat toilets on that same spread for me especially just because every time I remember very fondly being in the bathroom and seeing so many cockroaches I feel like it's just a bit of Taiwan that perhaps the tourist brochures won't depict no, they'll <laughs> certainly not do that. And my son did ask about on, on the cover, um, when you take off the dust jacket, there is a very intentional art, right, that is on those covers. Um, and that, that is something specific he had a, a question about. So you did manage to get this book contract while you were both students at Washington University. And you talked about going to... Um, St. Louis Bread Company. I'm going to name it that. It's known as Panera elsewhere. <laughs> so it has a very St. Louis beginning, and it's kind of a, a home for you as well, right? What were the benefits of being here to write this story at the time you did? Yeah, I think that's an interesting question. I think that because we there aren't a lot of Taiwanese or even like Asian American community in St. Louis, it really made us have to like dig deeper to understand like what does it mean to have like an Asian American book? What does it mean to write, you know, Asian American stories? And I think it made us sort of like look deeper into ourselves and introspect more on like, yeah, what does it even mean to be Asian American, Taiwanese American? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think for me, though, I think having it written in St. Louis is very, very interesting because um, Vivian, I remember, was 
I feel like a little homesick freshman year. And so being yeah. removed from California really, I don't know, honed in that like, oh, this is not my school moment for That's her. That's so true. Yeah, <laughs> we were, I think this was a book written because we were both feeling that St. Louis is not our home at uh, the time. So <laughs> yeah. especially if it was during the height of the, the pandemic. pandemic. Yeah. Um, is there someone in particular you would like to to have this book that yeah. maybe doesn't have it just yet? Oh, someone who hasn't have it yet. I was gonna say is um, I feel like I really want anyone who just like child who has to move. I think or is expressing a lot of change. I think I have a friend who's a bookseller who's like my job is to get the right books to the right people, and so I hope that someone who has the story and is able to resonate with it will be able to read it and feel very heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or I think I also I have two answers to this. So one I think is just mothers anywhere who have had like the experience of immigration or just moving somewhere. I think that they would really resonate with the story of, you know, like having then to like bring your child and move them somewhere else. I think it's a very like upheaval of the family relations. I think my second answer for someone who hasn't had this book yet is actually my little sister. Her <laughs> name is Felicia. Um, she does not have the best relationship with Taiwan. Let's say she's not very like good at speaking Mandarin. She's mm-hmm. not like particularly proud of her. Well, she is proud of her Taiwanese American identity, but she still there's a lot of ways to go. And I think that I would like for her to have it, but like 20 years later, so that yeah. she can look back <laughs> and just see and appreciate Taiwan a little bit more. Okay. Well, um, it's great to to hear about what you've been able to create here Thank together. Um, Eugenia Yeo and Vivian Chang are co-authors and illustrators of This Is Not My Home, a kid's picture book published just last month. It was on my birthday, in fact. Ooh, <laughs> happy <laughs> birthday! <laughs> Thank you for being with us here today. The St. Louis book launch of This Is Not My Home happens at 6 p.m. tomorrow at Subterranean Books. This segment was produced by Elaine Cha with audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our production intern is Avery Rogers. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Our podcast proudly supports St. Louis artists by using music from Life Creative Group. find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.